Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, haul at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJK Conveyor. Let's get the neighbors. Hello, this is Neighbors. We are the Neighbors Recap Podcast, and we are a bunch of adult women usually who like to talk about neighbours as a form of self-care. Mm. And uh, I'm Vaya. Uh, CJ's here. Hello. Kate is under the weather. She's not with us, but I've got an interloper. Uh, he's friend of the pod. He's come through and trashed the joint several times before from the uh, Junk Time AFL podcast. And actually on the eve of the eve of the big sporting event of the year, it's very fitting to have him with us. It's Michael Chamber. Chamberlain. It's a pleasure to be back. Stage. I have eagerly anticipated the return of Neighbours because I remember I went to Fed Square with you. For of course, the final yes. Episode. You yeah. did. You sat in for me. Did I? Yeah. You were under the weather maybe then back then? I was under the weather then and now you're Kate. And we were literally under the weather by the fact it was wet. Mm. Went to Fed Square and we got the little couch and we watched mm. the final episode. We had cutouts of people's faces. And then a few weeks later it um it um it came back. You burst into tears. I know. You I was... Invita- you got talked to by, was it BBC or something? I was the international face of grief with yeah. Kate who was consoling yeah. me. Yeah, and brought back for all the articles about how Neighbours was coming back, there'd be a little um, snippet just with Bayer's cry face. If you press play, you get to see it in action. If you type type Neighbours into Giphy, into the GIF search, and um, the international face of grief will greet you there. And some people have, like, sarcastically tweeted, oh, why did they bring it back? And I'll go, oh, because I cried on television, <laughs> obviously. A lot. The people have spoken. And Bezos went, hang on a minute. We can get some cash out of these. Bro. I think it went all the way up to the top. Yeah, all the way up to the top. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was just wondering, though, did you enjoy watching Neighbours like it was a sports game, like with a group of people? I generally enjoyed it. Like, I actually, I mean, obviously the big thing was um, Scott and Charlene coming back and Guy Pearce had been there for a bit before. That was a big thing for you. Yeah, yes, but when, when the, I remember when the car turned the corner and everyone was like, okay, here it comes. And Scott and Charlene got out. And, and let's not forget, I, a, a couple of years ago, I called the final episode. Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, I called it. Now, it didn't work out exactly as planned. Yeah, Susan delivered the final lines, really, but you had a, yeah. a, a final line you had pitched. Oh, yeah, Scott and Charlene walking into the home and mm-hmm. going, home sweet home, yeah. cut to black, neighbours yeah. themes, credits. I yeah. called it and I think I brought a, and they, a fair few tears to the eyes of the neighbours community. And they did everything short of speaking. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. about to say, they, they they came in and they looked at that house, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the third thing, but no, I loved it there, and it was like it was really kind of a great community thing. You don't often get that. I mean, you do get that at sporty matches at Fed Square. Like I mean, as we see with the Matildas just recently. Well, like, yeah, we, the Matildas drew a crowd of about eleven times. What was at Fed Square but that how night? How many times have you watched a TV show at at Fed Square? Yeah, zero. Yeah, there were some studies um, early on with Prisoner, which is you know friend of neighbours Prisoner, um, that Prisoner was. People used to – I think that was a, a drama that people used to watch together. Oh, yeah. And what they would say – this is pre-reality television um, – that women would watch shows together in the same way men would watch, that they would watch sport. Yeah. Yeah. So they would pick people they were going for yeah. and they would, you know, oh, and talk about it like we do yeah. as a form of self-care. And like when you watch 902, I know you had to be Brenda or Kelly. Yep. Kelly? Yeah. Yes. 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 Hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. I feel like um, 
it may not happen so much nowadays, but I feel like Bachelor yep. is one of those mm. shows that women will watch yeah. together and yep. get the hero and the villain. Especially with Office Sweeps yep. now mm-hmm. that they you know, gamified it, gamblified it. Yeah, I, I'll often watch those kind of shows just so I've got something to talk about now that I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> the water cooler, the office water cooler is really shows. So now, okay, let's get on task because we've got a bit. There's a bit, well, there's not a lot to get through, but there's a few opinions I want to wade through. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do a shallow paddle through the week two of the big renaissance, Neighbours. The episodes we're going to be right, recapping at 8908 onwards. And firstly, I think we need to just do some bit of council business. Do you have any council info? To rage, keep summoning the council. There's a lot of council chat. The council aren't, they're not happy with her. No, and the council, as everyone knows, is our Facebook group. Mm. Neighbours Council, come and join. They've raised a few points this week that I actually do want to shout out. Louis has coined the term, well, helped coin the term Machiavelli, that Nell is a Machiavellian figure now on the street. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. And uh, Manoj said that Lassiter's is essentially now Faulty Towers. I I love that so much. So I used to watch Faulty Towers with my dad. And I loved, I loved that show so much, but also it's a hundred percent true. And now like my sort of, my, my crush on Paul is making sense. This is like Freudian for me. Who And what's the parallels for the characters? So Basil Fawlty is Paul. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And Sybil would have to be um, Therese. Yeah. She's displaced at the moment moment in a marriage with Toadie apparently. Um, And just everything else that happens around there is the other characters. So the waiter, Manuel, I think, yeah, I haven't seen it in ages. I guess he'd be Byron Yeah, we've got Byron and who's Ho-Ho, Holly Hoyland? Oh, the maid. The maid who um, I think John Cleese was married to that person. Connie Booth. Yeah. But everything just goes wrong and – Misha Barden would be one of those hotel guests that like kind of lived there. Yeah, I sure. think like the sweet life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> this is my favorite. <laughs> well, there was frame a famous Faulty Towers um, episode where American showed up and wanted a a particular salad. Water salad. No, yeah, and Basil had no idea what that was. Yeah. So maybe Misha Barton is that character. <laughs> well, she, they were trying to feed her sushi, weren't they? Yeah. My God, they're trying to do anything. But, like they were, no, they're trying to feed a salmon or something, and no, the the salmon was bad. Oh, the salmon was bad, so everyone got sick. Yeah, which is worrying to me because this is the second, third health misstep in the in the hospitality world in Erinsborough. Yeah, well, because Has keeps bringing his dog to work, and the dog somehow's hair is just getting in everyone's coffee. Okay, and look, yeah. I appreciate that that animal hair is difficult to keep under control. We've got Chambo here coked up on antihistamines because <laughs> there's cat hair everywhere. When we had friend of the show, friend of the pod, Millsy was on. Yeah, Evil Millsy on. Evil Finn. Yeah, man. Evil Finn. Millsy's on. Dude, Millsy. Yeah. But he plucked one cat hair off of his microphone to my great embarrassment. He also held Kate's newborn child yeah. for the entire podcast. Yes, really. He was yeah. just That's having a little sweet. kip. Yeah. yeah. Was, oh, he... We left that podcast all with a crush on Misha. Do you know the machinations of how Misha Barton got involved? I've read some interviews with Misha and she said that they'd approached her a few times, but this is the first time she's really responded to the character. But now previously, another friend of the pod from the musical theatre community, Christy Whelan-Brown, CWB, Soul to the Earth, she came in as a villain 
Scarborough, Scarlet Brady, who attacked a, an, another cast member, another character with a cheese knife. Mm. In yeah. a maze. Yeah in, yeah, in like Red Hill. Cheese knife. I'm trying to think of a cheese knife. How much damage could that do? It's curved. Yeah. You might, you might, you might aim for somewhere and then accidentally get somewhere else around the corner. Yeah, gotcha. But she confessed to us that she stepped into that role because they had hoped to get Misha Barton, and I guess Misha Barton did not feel a connection with young Scarlett Brady, who like lost her siblings in a fire when she was a child and then grew up psychotic mm. and had lots of unresolved issues and then had to stalk Millsy. Not Millsy, Ned. What a time. So is Misha in there for a while, like, do you think? Or do you think it's like maybe two months bit or? I mean, whatever she's done, she's in another country now. Okay. Yeah. She went to London with them to do the press though. Yes, but now she's, I think, is she based in London perhaps? I don't know. She was born there. Yeah. She's actually English. Yeah. So whatever, look, she's in the credits, but that means That's nothing. That's what I noticed today actually watching the credits was that she was in the opening credits. And I was like, huh. Mm. So... If she leaves, they'll have to re well change that shot. Well, but I thought I was like, she's in the credits, so that means she's going to be there a bit at least. The credits are not filmed in stone. They oh. and I think they do a few takes of those bad boys. You know, like they do a few takes. Well, you get one sure. with, get one with Misha and Byron, get one just with Byron, mm. just, just to get a few different angles. You know, and I noticed the opening shots were on the beach, which I was not neighbor stuff. It's usually on the street, so like they're kind of branching out to this the metaverse. Of neighbors. Oh my gosh. Oh my metaverse. Well, they're trying. Which includes a winery. Why? Don't know. We don't know. Kate's happy about it, but. She likes nature. Yeah. Like natural sure. settings. Yeah. Yeah. She just really wants to get out to a winery. Um, the... She doesn't drink, so, you know. I don't know. They've probably got roses out there she wants to look at. We're going to have a long conversation about the way we go there. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hear from Kate later in the, in the pod about the natural surrounds that we went to in, this episode, in these episodes. I think it's because – so they're in America now. So we're right. the whole Amazon thing. Oh, worldwide, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think they're trying to be more like, look, a beach, Australia. Look, yeah, one I of am. your own people is here. Yeah, yeah, you can understand her. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> She's speaking your language. And she also can come back. Vill- Millsy came back. Yeah, and then some. So, look, let's segue into this faulty tower situation and why Lassiter's is in ruins. Local council, idiots. Firstly, Chambo, what were your opinions on the first step back, the drop? I actually heard an interview with Toadie, Ryan Maloney. Oh, he did he did every piece of media you could possibly I heard a radio consume. interview with him probably about two or three days before the first episode dropped and he mentioned that that would be set two years in the future. And I was like, oh, that's a really good idea where you can, if you need to, wipe the slate clean of stories that you already have and then have flashbacks and the like. So I was like, I was like actually, that's, that's really, really smart. And then actually, I got uh, lucky enough to work on Logies this year, and I'm just to give you behind the scenes of like you know the vibe in in <laughs> Ramsey Street. And Alan Fletcher was one of the um, um, presenters, mm. and I was talking to him backstage, and he was saying since they'd come back, he said it was a really cool vibe. He said like you know everyone's like really energized mm. about it by the fact I suppose people have moved on and other people have kind of come in new people, and he was like it's really can go. I was like we're loving it, and I was like that's sick. I also uh, that is sick, and I think also that a few people appreciated employment. I think some people relish the chance to spread their wings, like you know, like Charlotte Chimes isn't back. There's other people that are looking for new opportunities, and and developing their career in other ways. And there are other people that are like, I quite like paying my mortgage and not having to worry about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. just working locally. Yeah. yeah, and there would have been crew who had been there for a long time, and then. 
moved on to other things. Mm. And so they go, well, can you come back and work the camera? And they're like, sorry, I'm on this show now. But yeah, I think it'd be kind of fun to kind of come back and there's a new mix of people. But he yeah. was really, he, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking when I was cool, but he was like really jazzed about the, you know, the new people and the new vibe of the, the I show. think it would definitely benefit, a reset would benefit the, the heritage characters because they're like, oh, my God, I've been talking to the same people, I've been staring at the same walls. Yeah. But a new look at paint. Yeah. They're now showing four walls. They're showing the four. They've broken the fourth wall mm. and they're showing angles. We saw the back of the Kennedy kitchen and it is, that is the pokiest kitchen I've ever seen in my life. I would call that a kitchenette. Yeah. I would, wonder, no wonder how Carl's had to step out so much. Yeah. So they, they turn the camera around and you can see, I was going to say you could see the backsplash, but it was barely any backsplash. It was this tiny, a few tiles above the stove. And the bench is, like, there's no room. There's no bench. And this is a family who grows produce in their own greenhouse. So where are they chopping all these veggies? Yeah. I was just thinking about how Hendo wanted to be a chef. Oh, well, he couldn't. He wasn't going to spread his wings in that household, was he? No. Well, I mean, he's dead now. Yes, he's dead now. And are we getting a take on why Toadie and Melanie have split? Or has that just been leaked out a little um, bit? We are not getting that. Yeah. A, a little, the, there's a lie going around that she was a terrible stepmother, but no one's buying it because yeah. the kids clearly miss her. Um, oh, there's a lot of rumours, isn't there? I think one person on the council, and I can't remember, suggested that Toadie was – sorry, Mel had been diagnosed with something terrible <gasps> and Sonia died of ovarian yeah. cancer and that she'd been diagnosed with something terrible and she didn't want the kids to go through it again, so left. Okay, oh. well, that is beautiful of Mel and exactly okay. in character. I yeah. really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I like that. But my theory, Chamber, is gangs are behind it because I think this is all a ruse to I – think, I think the same gangs that attacked D that went after D yeah. and then mistook her for Andrea or whatever have come back into play via Andrea, who's in the slammer, and they've threatened to raise or Toadie or Paul or Mel or everyone and the kids and they have to be – I don't know why. Look, it doesn't need to make sense right now because I don't know. I have all the facts. So Mel is in hiding, do you think? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And so with Toadie and Therese, they're not married yet? They got well, they got married on the first – well, they theoretically got married. Susan was a legal – she's a legal celebrant, so yeah, licensed. Yeah, 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 obviously. Given. Unless it comes out that she filed the wrong paperwork or something. Okay, maybe, so, she, maybe she gave it to Harold. That's a really good storyline, Payer. Which bit of it? Are they listening? Just that actually she wasn't certified. All of those weddings she's done. <laughs> Every single one. Yeah, and they all have to run around getting remarried. That'd be and great. And then if they could do another week-long event at Lasseter's, yeah, Wedding only, Palooza. And, and I was about to say the only problem would be that the same-sex marriage wasn't real, but it was Magda. So it wasn't oh, yeah, even yeah, her. Right. Oh, it wasn't that's even right. done. Yeah. Magda's all sorted. Oh, thank God. That's right. Thank God. Because I'm, I'm actually – I'm glad they um, – I remember Kate saying that um, – that they those guys would never break up because they neighbors wouldn't do that. Yeah, you can't have a milestone first same sex wedding on the show and then divorce them. Yeah, which not, not a good look. I feel happy they're not back for that reason yeah. because we just never really get. You, to... You need to have the license to divorce these schmucks. Yeah, yeah, left, right, and center, like they're going to do with Toadie and Tarage, oh, Toad yeah. Rage. Yeah, which we saw a bit of Tarage this week. Someone posted. Rebecca Amaloglu's signing the wall, of the set wall that they put up in the Neighbours Experience in the UK, and she wrote, Tarage was here. Well, they, they forensically examined her handwriting. No yeah. way. And she wrote, Tarage was here. So awesome. canonically, she had a big 
spat this week and and there was a little line dropped in in Thursday's episode where where Susan goes how are you finding to, you know the new house which and he says well there's some weird stuff in that house there's some weird stuff in weird places the dryer is upside down yeah and Susan goes well maybe that's so Therese can reach the buttons yeah <laughs> and also they talked about the pig there Again? are pig references oh, left right and center Oh, my God. And in the episode watch today, Toadie had a pig and was looking around the house and could hear Mel's laugh and was yeah. kind of put her hand up against the wall, kind of like, whew. So are you thinking that it's all the hallmarks of Mel returns at some stage oh, she caused yeah. trouble with? Well, firstly, oh, yeah. Lucinda, the actor, has said she'll be back. Don't yeah. even stress. Okay. Don't even worry about it. But, you know, remember she was the longest – she was the last to be announced of the regulars – and like the Nabens online were launching a campaign to bring her back. Uh-huh. Yes, but when she was on the Nabens, she she definitely said she'd be back. Yeah. So, so there's, there's no doubt she'll be back, but it's what is she bringing back with her with information? Mm-hmm. But of course, the Bens are like, was she trying to put us off the scent? No, she would not do that to yeah. the Bens. She's a gen, she's the genuine article. Yeah. Yeah. But I just can't, I can't compute, I can't compute Toadie and Therese together, and every time they kiss. I actually yell at the TV, stop it, stop it, stop mm-hmm. it. Like I can't watch them kiss. It's it's yucky. <laughs> it's like siblings vibes. Yeah. But you know what it has given me? Yes. Now, in her current role of you're not my real mum. Oh. And neither's that other woman because mum's dead. But <laughs> And she has, she's had that in her back pocket for a number of years. Yeah. She could have played that card with Mel. She didn't need to because Mel's a gem. Yeah. But it, she's playing it now. Baby Hugo could have played it with anyone because yeah. his mum's <gasps> never been Do you around. know, I remember the other day that the young the young blonde lad, the baby Hugo, Toadie's son, is – I keep forgetting that he's Andrea's son, yes. Dee's twin. Not Dee's. But that's – your mum <laughs> is your dad's ex-wife's sister. So your, <laughs> your mum is your auntie. Yeah, and also, like, she's alive. Yeah. She's he, in jail. He could know her. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. he could go and visit yeah. her like Harlow used to go visit Cam Rob. Yeah. Plus, I think, no, Rob Rob, sorry, Rob I Rob. think she's oh. just in a city prison. Like, <laughs> she's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't buy them together. And they're freaking pulling out all the stops as thespians. Yeah. Oh, no, they're doing fine oh. as actors. Like, I, and I, and I don't want to be like, oh, I, I'm not feeling this sexually <laughs> because they're both. Wonderful. Yeah, they both look. They they are lids for people's pots. Yes, individually, and independently of each other. Like I've sat there, and you know the the Tatslotto naked yeah. scene with Toadie and Carl. Mm. When Sonia and Toadie used to role play, mm. I was there that was for saucy. That. that was really saucy. I am obviously there for Therese every time. She's every with Paul. time in the house of Blazer, as I'm oh. calling it. Yes. Because Toadie moved from the House of Trouser to the House of Blazer. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're not – it's not about – it's just we it, – you know what? It's when Joey and Rachel got together, they, when they tried to put them together in Friends. It yeah. wasn't right because I've just been watching Ross yeah, and Rachel yeah. for all that time yeah. and Joey and anything that moved all that other those other times. And yeah. I'm not going to watch these two together. They're it's still right. They're still hot separately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how's it playing for Paul with oh. Therese? Because she and him were going to be, you know – Forever. Yeah, forever at the end of that final episode. He's playing it too calmly. 
It's weirding me out. So he left her at the altar, which was why she was sick. At the Val Renewal okay. altar, they'd already been married. They got separated. Yeah, then they had to get divorced. And she only got yeah. Power Road. I mean, you stuff, yeah, stuff I know. <laughs> That's right. He gave her all of Power Road. We didn't give her. It was a divorce. Yeah. She earned that. Yeah, true. True for dealing with his yeah. shenanigans. Yeah, she should have got more. So now she wants to turn Power Road into a retirement experience. Yes. And who remembered that? Her branding thing. Paul remembered that it was called, that she called it an experience. Yes. Instead of a community or home. So Paul hasn't moved on yet? No. No, because he's Basil Faulty, mate. He yeah. has, he's got a lot on his plate. He cannot keep a <laughs> staff member to save himself. Yeah. Which is true to form. No one can keep anyone in hospitality right now. It's true. impossible. And he can't feel a shift. The, okay, I actually think that my highlight for the week was Reese, Misha Barton, the culmination of the, the, the all the scenes in Lassiter's, where she turned to Paul, she handed him a tea towel, she said, off you go, go work the bar. Like, And he had to pull a shift. I, I loved it. Serving wow. cocktails at cocktail hour. And I feel at the like, conference of whatever it was, I feel like he would love it. Like he would, he would think he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> he's like, all right, I'll, 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 um, yeah, I'm match fit. I'll yeah. get back into it. Now, do we know why Paul left her at the altar, or has this been mentioned fleetingly? Well, they ha- it hasn't been it hasn't been exposed, yeah. and that's why I'm thinking gangs must have been behind that. Gangs got to Mel, and gangs got to Toadie. As far as until someone tells me otherwise, that's what I'm running with. And, yeah. Well, I think one thing he said, like, I'm not the marrying kind or, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not marriage material. Paul like, said that. Something like that. Like, it was, it was led along the lines of, like, I can get married heaps, but, like, I don't stay married or something. Okay, well, yeah. Fair. Which is true. But also, like, it's never stopped him from marrying anyone. <laughs> what, uh, renewing vows is nothing yeah. to Paul. So, um, they, ha- they're running around. Holly Hoyland, Izzy and Carl's child, is now nine, like 18, 19, and she's working front desk. She's had a, a year away. She had a heartbreak with a young man called Eden, mm. who I'm intrigued by. Broken her heart, and now she's just a hot mess. And Reese, like you're saying, Witherspoon, Misha Barton doesn't want her working at the hotel because she's a hot mess. Yeah, and you know what this gives me? Mm. This gives me bloody Ali and um, Piper yeah. vibes. Like, leave her alone. Don't undermine a young woman just trying to make her way in the world. Yeah. And also, like, Reese was there for a digital marketing conference apparently. Mm. And, they you put up a screenshot and I didn't attend to it at the time, but of the digital marketing conference. I can't remember what it was called. Well, it, she, was, she was there for a digital marketing conference, but then the next screenshot I saw when – the scene I saw with Byron when they're setting up for this cocktail hour mm. said – Erinsborough Accounting Conference 2023, private event. I mean, what? <laughs> why is there that many accountants? And why did you make, um, what's it called? What's it, hoarding? Why did you make a pull-up banner oh. for the conference that says private event, If like the people that are going to be in the event see that banner? I'm confused. Yeah, like you know when they talk about like plastic water bottles ruining the worth? Those things are impossible to get rid of. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I've had a few in my carport. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we at with Mike and Plain Jane? All right, well let's let's head over to them. So yeah, because yeah, Faulty Towers. Look, that's all you need to know about that. Oh, and that Paul wants um, Byron to cozy up to Misha Barton for information, even though he's already cozying up to her between sheets because he saw the way that Reese looked at Byron and mm. Paul. Like he a, like a piece of meat. 
Yes, and he he knows how to read a lady's thoughts, doesn't he? Yeah, Yeah, he just read them in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so we'll pick Faulty Towers up another day. But Jane and Mike are going to break my heart into a thousand pieces and I'm really worried about it. Discuss. Okay, so Jane has gone to the UK. So she's principal now. Suze was made to retire. Yeah. Because Carl spent all their money on makeup. That's right. Took a payout, which is... I mean, how often do you get a payout when you need one? Very rarely. From a government school too. Yes, the car dropped 200 grand on Tamman's business. Mm, Yes. And I'm glad that Susan hasn't forgotten it. I sure as heck haven't forgotten it. Mm. That was their retirement plan. Mm. I'm... I'm quite happy to, and I'd actually like it if it stopped getting bought up and we could move on. (laughs) Now, do you think Carl dropped the cash on that business with a bit of like, if I drop the money on her, she might do a bit of naughty stuff with me? Or do you think it was. Oh, dear. Or do you think it was like more just like, I support this person? No, I think think she did. Salacious about it? No, when she was trying to get the money from him, she did compliment his style and he she, was yeah. chuffed. She played up to it. Yeah. But I think he had dollar signs in his eyes okay. because he, he saw a get-rich-quick scheme. Gotcha. So it's like, more that, not just like, hey, yeah. there's, you know, like yeah. the old, the, the Dr. Carr of and old who, you know, would. Have a wandering eye. Yeah. No, and he. No, he's not like that anymore. He saw a way to set up him and Susan for the future, even though as a full-time doctor hmm. for his whole life, yeah. surely being a doctor yeah. is that security. Dude, I remember when Toadie and Dave flew off the cliff and went into the water. He's such a good professional. He pulled up behind them and said, Susan, get my bag. (laughs) Because he knew that he was going to save them. Someone would need to be attended to with the items in his bag. You know, and he evolved. Years later, he did not even need that bag. He just said, hand me what's in the boot. Drill, whatever you got. Professional. Um, So I actually think he is a grifter like he's he's like Lou Carpenter but he's got the mind and career of a doctor like he yeah he, he should have been in the used carbies and just whatever scam you know I reckon he just didn't he never had good financial advice because mm. he just obviously didn't invest well and he was named mm. after Karl Marx so his parents were just like well ever just wealth should be equal oh he's probably okay. giving it giving the money away oh. yeah to other people that need it. <laughs> um, he, yeah, so I think he just didn't have good advice and he probably, you know, isn't keen on a tax write-off because he should be. Three kids, they're expensive. And so now Susan, it broke my heart actually when she goes, I don't know who I am now. And But by the end of the week she's like, well, I'm, look, I don't know what I'm going to do next. They they mended, the, they mended fences, Susan and Carl, because it yeah. – because of Harold. And, um, well, that's – so Susan mentions that Carl money thing happened and then Hendrix got diagnosed and he died. Yes. And so they swept it under the carpet. That was very realistic and and logical. Made sense because that's what happened. Well, yeah. they had to rush a few of those things because the show was ending. But Hendrix died and when big life stuff happens, you do forget about the stuff that's not as important. Because you're like, oh, okay, we don't have $200,000 but we're alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then after two years, you're like, you know what I like? Having, yeah, having money around. $200,000. When, like when I'm alive, I like to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've mentioned Harold a couple of times. So mm. we had a story development for Harold. Yeah, this is what's grim. And this is leading into Jane and Mike. I've, I've got a very grey, big grey cloud over my head while I watch Neighbours this week. Now, Ian Smith, right? 
he's doing this very well. I would I would say because he's like dipped in and out of Harold for years and years and years. He comes back and he's suddenly Harold like like he never left the role. I mean, I don't think he has to step too too far to hop back into Harold. Well, that being said, like yes, but also he's been playing almost the same age for like thirty years. True, he's yeah. like Maggie Smith. Yeah. yeah, like when you watch Maggie Smith when you're a child in Hook and she's an old lady, and mm. then now she's just playing the same old lady. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, but the look of Fear and desperation, he's doing very well. It looked, but it's very sad. So they realise this week he's carrying around the Erinsborough history book like it's a security blanket and he's depending on it. Susan and Carl, Carl points out, two weeks too late for a doctor who should, who's observing him every day and living with him and or staying with him and should be picking up on this stuff, diagnoses him essentially, well, they don't even really say it, do they? They just say you're forgetful. Well, yeah. Is it dementia? Do we we're going to run some tests? Yeah. Let he said. Let's tell all the family before we run tests that yeah. there's something afoot. And also, don't call Sky. Ring ring Toadie. Get him to come over. Yeah. His family. Did you notice, CJ, that Sky and Lana are still together? Yes. How yeah. beautiful is that? Because they said she, he's like, oh, I left the stove on. I didn't know that. Did you tell Sky and Lana? No. Beautiful. No, the house is still burning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was mentioned. Carl said. Are you taking any medication? Mm. And, you know, were you sick? And poor Harold didn't remember, because, you know, because he's having memory problems. So I do wonder whether actually they might find that, you know, he's got too much vitamin D or something. That's bullshit. a good point. Yeah. I did see that opening there yeah. for that. So he, and he handed over a slip of paper listing all his medications and they're going to look into it. Yeah. But it's still, it's upsetting and I don't need it for this big grand triumphant return to bring me down. And... We, we, we were talking plain Jane and Mike. Yeah, like, so the, we'll come around to that. there's some grey cloud over them, firstly because they're in England. That's how they roll over there. <laughs> there's a lot of grey clouds. Still together? Well, better than ever because um, – so and, and Mike's daughter is staying with the Kennedys while he's over there. Yeah. And he, the, he and Jane are sitting – she takes him to a location, a picturesque location – uh, with a lake that's special to her, and she she's sitting there and they're having a conversation, and then he pulls a little ring out of his pocket Whoa. and goes to get down on bended knee, and then Jane yawns because she's got jet lag, um, and ruins the moment. So he puts the ring away, and Sammy texts him, is like, "Did you do it, mate?" And he's like, "No, didn't. No, bundled it, bungled it. It's like it, it went wrong. Yeah, she yawned. I'm like, well, that's." Marriage, that's a long-term relationship, okay? Get used to it, mate. Yeah, also, like, they're not young. She's got the right to be tired sometimes. <laughs> it's a long trip. Yeah. And, look, let's just take a moment and we'll hear from Kate, who had some thoughts. Hi, guys. My favourite part of the week was Jane and Mike going to the English Country Hotel and Jane telling Mike that the reason she brought him there was for this, a lake. And she's pointing to the most mid-tier murky pond you've ever seen. Honestly, Lassiter's Lake is both more impressive and more attractive, and that's saying a lot. Um, I love English gardens. They're really impressive and so beautiful, and this pond wasn't. Um, my other favourite part of the week was Jane revealing that Vic only had affairs with women who had alliterative names. Um, I, look, odds on, he must have murdered them afterwards too. Who knows? Maybe that'll come out. Anyway, see you guys next week. Yeah, hashtag mid-tier pond is where they took. 
Savage, you know what? I thought it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> but we know Kate's got different um, garden standards to us, and I respect that. Yeah, she, she was. Does. She studied cartography. She knows the lay of the land. I didn't. I didn't know people could do that in the modern day, but turns out Kate can. Kate, I didn't know either. But also, uh, the Neighbours Council pointed out that this is a location that's fil- famous for filming, like filming locations. They use it oh. for as the setting for many productions, including the holiday. Uh, it's it's like the pub that they visit in and part of the apartment. I think in the holiday, where Cameron Diaz is staying, mm-hmm. Kate Winslet's house is these gardens and, and house and um, so it's a common location and I just thought, well, then we are owed two soap stars from the UK to come and pop over here in exchange for sending you Jane and Mike. Maybe. I, yeah, I, I was about to say, like, um, was the location like a recognisable place for you guys by the fact, like, was it a local place replicating the UK or was it a place actually in the UK? It didn't twig for me until I saw that comment and then as soon as I saw it again on screen, I'm like, oh, of course, yes. It's like when people see Werribee Mansion in on TV, like for Toadie and Dee's wedding or in my case as well, The Genie from Down Under, an oh, under, yeah. underrated yep. children's program starring Reese Muldoon and um, Jacinta Stapleton was in it, oh, yep. Amy Greenwood. Um, they used Werribee Mansion to stand in for England, for a statuesque mansion in Perfect. England. Yeah, this, so I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, of course, I've seen that place before. So Kate also mentioned that Mike is starting to plan these this trek for him and Jane to go on this like motorbike trek to follow in his grandfather's footsteps through the UK, through to Scotland and everything. And she keeps de- deviating from this plan and going, oh, we can't stay there. My ex cheated on me there and stuff. And then she gets some message on her phone and wanders off. And something she's got some news, and I'm really scared. It's a health crisis of some kind. Yeah. And I just I'm worried they're going to kill off one or both of them. Yeah. And and I'm not going to be okay from that because they had their big fairy tale ending at the end of the finale, at the finale, as I'm calling it. Do you, okay. Do you you feel like one one is more likely to be killed off than the other? <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way, but oh, like yeah. based on fame levels, maybe. Do you like, think one might ride their motorcycle into well, the distance? Well, you kind of feel like there's a there's a <laughs> dude who is like, you know, most likely, hmm. you know, looking for more the five million dollar paycheck. Than, <laughs> yeah, five thousand a week. No, but you know, I feel like I feel like, and also, I mean, if you think about it, neighbors comes back, kill off a big character early, like and, a bit of hype, mm. and you know, and this is going to break my heart because I just I love them together as a couple. Also, he's like a Disney prince on screen. <laughs> I can oh, barely cope. And, and, and in all her socials posts, Jane, um, Annie's like, darling guy, it's been wonderful to reunite. I'm like, oh, my God. Imagine that, though. Like after all the – it's like it's like um, getting to spend time with the one that got away or something. A little bit, yeah. You kind yeah. of think back – like you kind of go like, gee, maybe they should get like together in real life, you know. But I feel like he lives in Sweden. Yeah. yeah. And Annie, how expensive – Flights when you're rich. Yeah. Not I mean, very. he could go back and forth as much as he wants. Yeah. Don't worry about the planet. I feel like he might, now you say it, I feel like he might be a prime candidate. And then also you get um, playing Jane into grief and you got that storyline. And yeah, and she can live with Sammy. And they poor can Sammy. Together, you know? No, I can't. See, I can't, but I, I can't bear this. 
We had to go through the grief. I was the international face of grief, all right? I can't grieve again. <laughs> I'm not over the last batch of grief. But the thing is, is that one of the – I was thinking about this during the week with the Nally scenes because mm. I was really enjoying them because it was a bit of conflict, right? Yeah, yeah. And they ended old neighbours. Everyone was just tied in a nice little bow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're right. And now we're unravelling that bow and it's going to take a bit of work. I think mm. um, I described it last week as mental load. Like neighbors is giving us a lot of mental load. Like you, you, you need to like just accept mm. that two years has happened, and you need to you need to draw some your own conclusions. It's not my you problem. Need, you need to accept <laughs> that these two characters not only like hanging out, but like seeing each other naked. Which it's just, but it's but apparently step. had never slept over. Yeah. Before Toadie's like, oh, your house gets a lot of sun in the morning. Never knew that. And I can't imagine Toadie to rage keeping over at the house of Trouser. No, like, I reckon there's still crust on the walls from when Joel and all them and Lance used to live there and stuff. Yeah, that's like, it's not right. It's not for so her. hippie Sonia could put up with it. Yeah, so could hippie Mel. Yeah, <laughs> our queen. No, and and the pigs never went. No, because they were there. But anyway, I but yeah, we've got to unravel these bows. And someone's going to be collateral and it might be Mike. And so another point I want to raise from, look, I don't think I want to name him. I don't think he would mind if I named him friend of the pod. Should I just call him BB? <laughs> <laughs> Should, do we, do, would he mind being attached to this comment? I think he would stand by this comment. I was, it was this Reddit thread that I found on Neighbours. I was just doing a bit of gossip trolling, just not for like entertainment news, for like I want to know some tea. Research. Right? Yeah, re- research. And um, oh, his, his other theory was that Jane's as good as dead because jet lag equals symptoms of something fatal. Oh, okay. Which worried me. One yawn. It's like when a character's pregnant and they feel a bit queasy. Yeah, That's well, it. Nah. Well, they go like, I want to have a gherkin. They go, oh, <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> I did eat a lot of my go-to meal when I was pregnant was toasted tuna and cheese sandwiches with gherkins in them that's delicious it's delicious because and i had gestational diabetes balanced my sugars perfectly um, don't know what you're worried anyone's worried about protein with a little bit of you know gherkin fun. yeah yeah uh i saw this tw- uh, comment on reddit d- listing its grievances with the show and my the one that stood out for me the lowest hunk quota i can remember mm. it feels like that the the aging cast is quite populous and they wanted to retain all these legends. And as a result, the hunk quota has taken a hit. And friend of the pod, BB, has said, agree wholeheartedly, capitals, where is the hot dick? Yeah, he wants BD energy. BD energy. And he's followed that up with, this needs to be talked about on the pod. The lack of hot dick. The gays are starving. That is actually a thing now you, you say that out loud, watching <laughs> like even today. And I was like, yeah, not. Not so many hotties. And, uh, I mean, the ones that are there are barely of age. No, oh, no. yeah. No, we can't. We can't. We can't be, we're not in, in, entertaining yeah. any thoughts about them. No. Um, Guy Pierce, clearly he's not the long-term paycheck that we can depend on. No, no. And, like, he's beautiful, but he's Disney Prince. He's yeah. not BD. And he's, of, not, no. he's not. What's his face? What's that guy that Kim Kardashian, Pete? Oh, no, not that guy. Pete from Pete. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he, like, oh, created BD Energy <laughs> because there's no other reason for it. <laughs> but it, you kind of feel like a bit like when they do that thing where they're hanging around the pool in clearly a Melbourne winter. Yeah. 
and they're trying not to cry. <laughs> you kind of go, yeah, who, who is that hunk who's going to be there? I mean, CJ's catered for. She's, she's got Paul, but he's a grilf, you know, like we don't, we don't have anyone in between. Mm. Yeah. We have Leo. I enjoyed this week. So Leo tried to use his 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 wiles yes, to entertain Reese. Yes. Yeah. To and keep she, her away from the cocktail party at the accounting event. Yeah, he tried to take her to the winery and she didn't want to go either. It's fair enough, Reese. It's twenty five minutes away. And she's got time for twenty five minutes away. She had to go to an accountant thing. Oh my god, why would anyone Choose that over an afternoon and then, with Leo. And they went through three bottles of wine together at the Waterhole instead. He's like, oh, they stocked my range here at the Waterhole. We'll just stay here. Did you notice how three bottles of wine didn't hit the sides with Reese? <laughs> <laughs> but he and he, I've noticed as well, his little girl, gosh, she's just a little peach. I love her. And what's the deal with um, the the cop daughter? What's her name again? Sadie. So is she we, like the nanny? We think she's the nanny. Yeah. That's how she became the nanny. Mm-hmm. Um, is she, she going to fight for the actors' rights later on? I hope so. Like Fran Dress. They could do with yeah. her. As soon as someone theorised she could be the nanny or babysitter or whatever, immediately, you know where I went? I went to the nanny. I was like, well, she's hooking up with the boss, Mr. Sheffield. Oh Leo, Mr. Sheffield. Yes, here for it. Now I could, yeah, and the two-year thing. Yeah, she's so of she, age now. She yeah. was a high school student when we last knew her, but now yeah. she's an adult. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's yeah. So they can hook up, even though Leo's inappropriately aged for her. Yeah, but no. like that's not stopped this show before. God no. Now have they done flashbacks with the two-year thing yet, or they <sighs> with Toadie? Ha, they half-assed it. They showed yeah. Toadie talking to Mel, saying, "Never forget that I was happy on our wedding day." Yeah, yeah. not now. Okay. <laughs> I gave you one good day, mate. <laughs> now, if that's not enough, then you go and do you. What more do you want from me, lady? Yeah, mate, 24 hours. <laughs> what do you want? The thing that gets me about Tony and Trace, and I know we've moved on, but I haven't. No, don't, don't. No. Um, is that Actually, we haven't begun. Well, we have begun, but we have to talk about the move. It's important to me. The thing that gets me yeah. is like why he just I, – I dislike that he married somebody – and she has apparently left because she wasn't cut out to be a stepmom, right? Which but, a lot of people aren't. I've got to say, it's tough. It's a hard yakka that gig. But anyway. which, which, yeah, I understand, but I also don't think that's true. But anyway, we've discussed that. And he just like he looks around. And he's like, oh god, I don't want to raise my kids. Where's another person that's going to do this for me? <laughs> and then across the street, he yeah. says to raise. Yeah. She's you know, grief. Her, one of her <laughs> kids is dead. Yeah. So she's like, oh. And you know she, I've got a void to fill. She's got a void. Also, she'd um, recently, you know, ha- was in a career change, so had a bit of time available. And I think she's just like, ah, oh, I need someone else to do the raising and like the mm. parenting and like the solid like keeping the roof over their head and kind of stuff. Strange choice because um, there's a behind the scenes clip circulating at the moment of Rebecca Omaloglu talking about all of Teresa's stepchildren, and she could barely name the children. And then they tried to get her to name the stepchildren. She had no clue. No. It was, it's wonderful. But I no. feel to rage isn't far removed. No. She she needs to be in that penthouse with Paul. I forgot why we went there. I, I couldn't accept it. No, no, I couldn't accept it. So back, okay, let's go to the house. So Jane and Mike, I've got problems. We'll get back to them. Um, but, so what do you think the text message was that she left? Oh, that Jane got on email or whatever. Your health results are in. They're not great. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Does that come through on text message? 
Yeah. Well, maybe Carl probably looked oh, him up yeah. for it. It's allergic, so stop yawning. Yeah, it's, it's spread. It's airborne. Yeah. Or maybe it's something to do with Nicolette because we haven't got an update on what Nicolette's up to. Maybe it's. I, I, I thought it was just maybe the news of Harold. But there's also in the promos there was some line where Jane says in the what's coming up, we better enjoy London while we can or whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha. Did we ever resolve why Jane put the camera in the teddy bear? <laughs> How did that um, get resolved? Great question. It, she didn't trust her daughter to not leave and go and sell children? Oh, yeah, because she kidnapped. She, or she, she wanted she, to take the baby. Well, she left town while she had her baby yeah. in, in, in utero. Yeah, but on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. she's like, I can't deal with this. I'm getting out of Dodge. And then when she'd promised to give her baby to David and Aaron, and then when she came back with the baby, Jane was like, well, you might skip town again. And, well, you know what? That's her prerogative, Jane. Mm-hmm. So. And did that end badly, like in terms of a breakup, like a fight between Jane and the daughter? Yeah. Or, yeah. But then Jane fell off a ladder and Nicolette yeah. went, oh, when, when there's a bigger problem, the yeah. smaller problem yeah. moves down the line. Yeah. And also, like, Nicolette had sold someone else's baby. <laughs> <laughs> because the baby, little Abigail, who's in the credits now, skipping along with Paul and Leo, uh-huh. she's the um, – no, they're not twins, are they? They're cousins. So um, – there was Leo's baby and there was David's baby. David, they were twins. Yeah, they're twins. They're and then twins. they each had a baby. Like Nicolette carried David's baby and um, Montana Cox, a supermodel, carried Leo's baby that we didn't know. It all happened off camera. And then Nicolette, yeah, Paul came back and he's like, here is a million dollars. Please give me my grandchild. She goes, okay, Paul, this is a great offer. I will meet you at five o'clock with the baby. Scurries back to where she's staying. Gets a baby. Yeah. Here is baby. <laughs> Don't ask any more questions. And turned out it was his grandfather and anyway. He didn't ask for any paperwork. He didn't want any medical details. Just off he went with the nappy bag. It looked biracial. <laughs> That's it. And so she gave, hands it off Abigail as Isla. So for like a month, David and Aaron were bonding with this interloper baby. Okay. And then. And, and they had struggles. It was tough, man. They bonded with the other one. Yeah. It was, it, I mean, it was... I had to swap them back. That, I mean, this is what I want. I want a storyline like this. That was meaty AF. So, yeah, I feel like we got promised bombshells, right? And we got one on the first day, day dot. It's like Toadie's 24-hour happy marriage. I married you. We are happy today. It's like, you are back. You are surprised and shocked today. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow? Oh, where, um, where are we going to put those boxes? Okay. Now, JJ's sniffing around because he thinks he's found his real dad or yeah, whatever. Yeah, the episode I watched today, I think it was Monday, it seemed to be a lot of moving furniture. Yeah. So this is, okay, now we get to the big the, the big bugbear I have is the house move in a day, which is impossible. You can't move a house in a day. How long did it take you to have your house move in still re- I'm still recovering. <laughs> it's a year, last winter. Mm. And um, like there's still stuff packed in boxes. Like there's still like... Yeah. Why unpack it though? Like yeah. if you haven't used it in a year, it's, it's not on. important. No, Marie Kondo would tell you to. Yeah, well, my, going going on my eBay store, that's for sure. But mm. um, I it was especially when you've got young kids or a young like getting underfoot. You can't pack one box without the kid getting in it. Oh, I want that. What do you put? Where are you putting that? You're getting mm. rid of that? Like, yeah. no, no, I like this toy now. You should sell him for a million dollars to Paul <laughs> Robinson. He won't ask any questions. You need to find like an old hotel owner. Yeah. 
take, take He's really child looking off for, your hand. for a grandchild. Hello, Mr. Hilton. Would you like this baby? <laughs> no, no, no. He's my precious, my precious baby, Dr. Carl. No, I love him to bits. But uh, he does get underfoot. I'll tell you that for yeah. free. Um, <laughs> when you're trying to move a house. And so they, you can't move in a day. You need a day just to go and like. Put your kitchen stuff in drawers. Yeah. The only people that can move in the day are the people moving into Carl and Susan's house because mm. they're just, they've got a suitcase. Yeah. Well, in, to- in Toadie's defense, he said, I'm leaving all the big stuff for the open for inspection. No, you're not. But, and I feel Kate would like me to point this out, but that ugly bar. No, yeah. You know what happens at an open for inspection? The real estate people come in and they go, all this ugly shit, it's got to go oh, away. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For put sure. it in cupboards, put it in the garage. We are getting stylists yes. and Staging. designers in. Yeah, Shana Blaze is coming through. We are sorting it all out. I remember my sister sold a place like years ago and they brought in staff and it looked like she, it was owned by Scarface. <laughs> like, like the decoration was so garish. It was like this mix between Versace and, and Scarface. Oh, my God. And she like felt like she needed to go at the front of the door for the inspection and just be like, we, we don't own this stuff. We don't no. live like this. We've got neutral tones. Yeah. <laughs> it was so over the top. Maybe you've got a mustard throw. <laughs> but I get it. They take out, you know, three pieces of furniture and put in like yeah. a chair to make it look bigger so and all that like, kind of stuff. A Kato. Like, I just, there's other, he could have said, oh, we're leaving most of it in the garage. I don't know. There could have been another way to say I'm, that. I'm burning it because I live at Therese's <laughs> now. Therese should have said, well, I'm burning most of Toadie's things because they're disgusting. Um, children, you can each pack a box. Um, and disgusting Toady said that they needed to leave some of the memories. Was yeah, he talking about Sonia? I don't know what his problem was. He said you can each take a box. I don't know if that's because – I don't know if he meant it in a sentimental way, like, okay, make sure you have your box of memories and we'll take that first to make sure that doesn't get mixed up with all the other crap. That's not what the intention was, no? CJ's, I, CJ's taking a hit. I, I was so offended for those children yeah. because they've got the right to mourn Sonia but, and Mel. And like also, they, they yeah, have a right. They were baby, like small children when Sonia passed away. You can keep whatever the freaking hell you want. If she yeah. ate a Kit Kat and left the wrapper and you want to keep that, you keep that kid, you keep that. Yeah, if little Nelly wore caftans yeah. constantly. Exactly. She should be having three suitcases full of caftans moving in. Yeah, the poor thing. Like, she'd be losing her memories. Oh, my God, I'm going to lose my mind when they put that girl in a caftan. I'm oh going to cry God. buckets. Anyway, mm. but also, and her big problem is, we well, we find out all these little clues are being placed. Like, well, Tony and Therese think it's like the universe sending them signals. Like, oh, I found a pig. Oh, I found my old marriage invitation. Oh, maybe fate is telling me something's amiss instead of what if your little nuisance children are getting in the way? Yeah. And poor poor little Hugo, he doesn't know what he doesn't know what to do. Cuz Nellie is his boss as a little brother. Yeah. You you answer to your sister boss. And he's doing what she tells him, yeah. which is go hide this over there. Put that thing over there. And like the thing is is like they keep Toadie's saying, "Oh, like Mel left me and that's no good." And like as if he isn't still also grieving Sonia. Mm, like he must just be like so messed up. Yeah, he must think about her every day. Chamber, actually, you're a little brother. Wait, we're talking about Dee as well. Like, you know, like- <laughs> oh, that's right. Also Dee and Andrea. Anyone could go over a cliff at any minute. But Chamber, you're a little brother. Yep. 
big sister tell? Did she boss you around? Oh, absolutely. To this day, tells me what to do. <laughs> You're, you're, you're house-sitting for her at the minute, aren't you? I'm at her place, but I'm not, yeah, but yeah, definitely, yeah. But you're definitely. not employed to do anything. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's, not, it's not like the nanny where I'm showing up and looking after the kids, but no, definitely. Older brother, older sister, tell you what to do exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they like, yeah, you've got to interfere and break up this marriage, you're doing it. You do that. Um, yeah, no, I've, my sister has a very big house, so I'm going to break up that marriage <laughs> and yeah. try and get... You'll be putting ceramic pigs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So Nellie has had her and Hugo planting these little clues to try and split up Tarage and Toad, and she does this little evil grin, and there we, oh, she is the yeah. eyebrow raise. She's got the Paul Robinson eyebrow raise thing she happening. Does. And everything. She's great. And I've read an article with an interview with Ryan Maloney, and he's really excited. He said, "Look, the kids we had before were wonderful. I love those kids, but they're kids." The kids we have now are actors mm. and they get to do different stuff. Mm. And he's excited to get to do different things with children who are trained as actors and not babies born into mm-hmm. a set. And had, they had fun, but they're not it's a different skill set. So um, they find this stash, Tarage finds it, little Hugo, and we find out that Nellie never got over Mel leaving. She was not on board with Toadie and Tarage. She's where I am. She's like, excuse me, stop kissing. So what are you doing? <laughs> and she, she's not okay with it. And then Tarage is like, but you said you were on board. She's like, yeah, because I got bored of saying don't pash my dad. Yeah, I had to find it. a new plan. And oh, I just and actually not liking them is kind of exciting. It gives you something to do. Yeah, like I last week I was grateful that they brought neighbours back. <laughs> and now I'm like, why are you doing this? Yeah. What's your end game? But also, like, why else would we be talking about Neighbours on a podcast every week if we didn't have any criticism? (laughs) I did enjoy to rage, didn't rage. She could have flown off the handle, gone straight to Toadie going, we're we're sending her to boarding school. We're sending her to England, wherever they sent Emma Roberts in that movie where she goes to English boarding school. They, she, but she goes to Susan and she seeks counsel. She's like, what do I do with this? insane teenager and Susan's like oh you know people have feelings and are complicated and she's like you know I'm not going to tell your dad that you're being a brat I'm just going to keep being nice to you until you deal with it also I do you feel like Therese is like a different person than she used to be I feel like she's got like a vision board now (laughs) and she's doing her morning gratitude she knows that Toadie likes a hippie yeah but you know also Kate this week this (laughs) commentated on this clip where Toadie left the house and t- Therese's with Hugo and she goes let's go and make a big chocolate sundae and Kate's like oh how about how about you go the fuck to bed mate and let step have a break <laughs> yeah, she's got some wine in the in the upside down dryer <laughs> she wants to think about I really miss the Therese that could get on the piss I'm yeah. sad that they can't bring that back we'll, we'll share that probably. we'll share that um story on yeah. our Instagram yeah Neighbours pod. And, okay, so the day they move, the, everyone comes with half an empty box. I moved – I had been in our previous house a couple of years, a few years. COVID years, though. Before that. Yeah, the, yeah, true. Every, yeah, you had a lot of online purchases <laughs> and a baby. So, like, everything – people delivered that couldn't meet you. They had to meet him. They had to send stuff. And so we had, all our boxes were bursting. Plus, we're, we're both – comedy writers with mental health issues. We have so many stashes. We've got a fraggle hole at this new place and that's where all our things go. All our memories are under there. Yeah. Memories of Sonia and Mel are under the house. And 
those boxes, like Nell drops one of them and a yearbook falls out. I'm like, mm. there should be 12 Errands for High yearbooks and a lot of Rudy Mags should have fallen out of, out of that box. What do you think was the point of that yearbook? What do you think they're going to find out from that yearbook? JJ was sniffing around it. So yeah. he, like, he's got lesbian mums, therefore... It's the male gaze Mm. and they look at a lesbian couple and they go, where are the dads? (laughs) And JJ is wondering where his father is. Mm -hmm. We assume. We assume. And he's playing an interest in Mm. people. Mm. We think it's the cop. Well, because now he wants to go work experience. Like he's following um, Sarge around going, well, how do you become a police officer? And he goes, well, you've got to do legal studies and you've got to do psychology. I don't think that's true. And you've got to keep fit. I think being fit is probably number one. Yeah. Um, look, I know that I, you know, I was chatting to somebody who um, did law and mm. then became a cop for a few years and now is doing corporate law, which sounds like a neighbor storyline, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, um, I, I don't think that's true. But anyway, don't you love how he was just like, yeah, I'm going to talk to someone about being a cop and like nobody cares. And then, and then he knocked on the door with a pamphlet going, oh, I brought some more information on how you can join the police force. And he goes, get out of my house. Got the internet, mate. <laughs> what are you doing with pamphlets? Yeah. <laughs> Single-use pamphlets. Mm. Oh, we're in a climate crisis. Um, the other amazing detail of, firstly, the Nell set. Kate would want me to point out. We get to see the upstairs landing, mm. the hallway upstairs, where Kate learned that Gail and Paul were in a marriage of convenience. But that hallway is back and spacious, and we get to see Nell's beautiful bedroom. I love a te- I love a teen girl bedroom in yeah. life, on screen. It's it's like Ariel's grotto. It's mm-hmm. a cavern of treasures. A teenage girl's bedroom, and she's got artwork, probably two copies of that artwork. She carried it across the street. It was already on her wall, and she's got lovely fairy lights and colorful duna covers. And she's into karate now. Oh, that is going to come in handy. That is Chekhov's karate belt, my friend. Yeah, I can't wait until like someone tries to kill her in a maze. Someone's going to put her in a well, and she's going to be like, "Not today, Satan! Not today!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah but oh, and she's got her pictures of her mum and her ex stepmom. And she said to Hugo, the line that broke a million hearts was, "We can't bring mum back, but we can get Mel, that other lady, back because she's yeah, we still liked alive." Her. Um, Plus, she she communicated with mum. When she was yeah. like Madame Selga esque. Yeah. 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 Um, the look I think the touchstone of that episode was Toadie's like, We're gonna get the whole street involved. Carl, you're feeling fit. I'm like, don't get the retirees, mm. don't get the senior citizens of the street to move heavy things. Yeah, they got the lesbians to do it though, didn't they? <laughs> you <laughs> the, the lesbians that aren't even permanent residents of the street. They're just Airbnb residents. One of them's a handy woman. She dropped that in, didn't she? She go, yeah. And she said that terminology. She said, I am a sparky and I used to run a handy woman business. Yeah. Like who, who calls it that? The Amy. Pe- they, she even looks a little yeah. Amy-like. She's got her hair. You know she's a tradie because she's got her hair in a half up, half bun, but a ponytail that's not completely pulled through the elastic. And I think she's got some flannies going yeah. on too. Oh, yeah. She's wearing a tool belt, so you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> and she's handy. She helped them move their stuff yeah, across the street. The, the their solution, Tony again, a lawyer. I felt like I had a lot of all in muck in house moves when I was in my twenties. When you're in your twenties, you're thrifty. Anyone who would help me lift anything is helping me move house. Mm. When you hit thirty and you have a regular job, hopefully, 
Mm. You can start shelling out for movers. Yeah. And I know you're just moving across the road. But like air tasker, some starving uni students mm. yeah. to come and move your shit. Yeah. Like you've got no right to be moving unless you – you have to do it you yourself. You have to fund the move. Yeah. If you can't pay for it, you have yeah. to just do it. You have to just do it. Yeah. And you've got – yeah, Nell should have – she should have a dozen tweens she could bring with her yeah. to lift things and move them. Speaking though, yeah. her and JJ have been hanging out a little. Oh, she's fall, she's going to fall in love. She's fallen in love yeah. two days ago. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah. Be real here. He's going to break her heart. And <gasps> they put. Maybe Toadie's the dad. Neighbours loves a brother, sister. Yeah, that could be. Because they did say that Toadie's mates with Sarge. I don't need to know his name. But and maybe he's trying to get through Sarge to get information on Toadfish. Maybe. But the other thing is... Did Toadie ever give his semen out? Everyone did. <laughs> yeah. Did he, you know? Everyone did, Chambo. In a mood. There was... There Just was, like, madam, can you move this semen over to <laughs> number 32? No, because remember when Nat Bass was in town? Yeah. She was trying to get samples from Erinsborough Hospital. She would carry this, like, cooler bag around. Or am I conflating that with how Det Mech was trying to get... Maybe. Pregnant, get Sonia oh, pregnant. Yeah, this. Well, they no, they did IVF, didn't they? So there's probably heaps of it stored yeah, down there. They, and then Erinsborough Hospital was doing a clinical trial with all the men's sperm on the street. Oh, so that is, there's a whole cocktail that's that could be involved here. <laughs> However, who else is Siemens there? Everyone's everyone. Then, who is anyone you could ever dream of? <laughs> Craig McLaughlin. <laughs> Nightmares. <laughs> Um, no, actually, one of my floating theories is it could be Billy Kennedy's because he wanted maybe he wants to get close to Carl, um, and he looks a bit like a Kennedy. He's got Billy vibes. This JJ, he does, and maybe he could be like a bonus grandchild that the Kennedys can embrace. Yeah. But I don't know what he wants with the Sarge then. And then oh, there was a detail, a geographic detail during the week. He's talking to Sadie. He said, oh, "Have you guys always lived around here?" She goes, "No. Um, in year eight, I moved from." Broad Meadows. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Name check. Yeah. Ten minutes up the road from Pirate Net Studios. But also Broad Meadows and Werribee, both large police stations. Oh, I didn't know that. I and mean, I do know, I do know the Broad Meadows. Well, one, there's but... courts in Broad Meadows. Yeah, I and drove past them today. Werribee, no, but like Sunshine has courts, so like it's close enough. Mm-hmm. I don't so... know why I'm looking at New Chamber like, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm well aware. Yeah, no, I've been there many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chamber. Uh, Chamber um... Defendant Anarchist. <laughs> Both sides. Mix it up. And so he, she said before that I was in Werribee and that's where we assume the Varga Murphy family hail from or want yeah. to put down roots in because they're staying in Jane's house as Airbnb guests while they finalise their build, but they haven't even bought land. I don't know what they're doing renting by the week. kidding? It's going to take a year to build that place and that's if the builder doesn't go broke. Which my next door neighbours, that land's been vacant for over a year and they've only just started building because yeah. the builders went bust. And they haven't, they can't argue on what dollar amount to put down on this block of land in Werribee. Yeah. Imagine if a house was to come up for sale in the court that they're renting a room at. Oh. Well, the interview I've heard with Ryan Maloney, he talked about, and you guys might notice this, he talked about, uh, there was a a house 
that they were having troubles with in terms of filming. Oh, yeah, the, the Brendan. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's the owner oh. that just never wanted them there, put up an ugly fence or that fence. wanted to park his camper van out the front. Gotcha, so they can't film that. Yeah, because I imagine that would be if you owned a house there for mm. how long Neighbours been going. Just a lot of, I have to park around the corner. Yeah, but also they pay you handsomely. I'm sure they would, yeah. So you're like, you know what, I'll get my steps in. Yeah. I reckon, I think that this year off, that money... Mm. Must have really made yeah. them realise just how good of a wicket. Yeah, <laughs> I used I used to work on a period drama, and the main character, who solved crimes in the 1920s, had a very beautiful 1920s car called a Hispano Suiza. Mm. All of a sudden, they stopped riding the car in because it cost ten thousand dollars a day to hire no the guy, the one guy in Victoria who owned that car. Yeah, wow. Went, oh, they need my car. I need money. Yeah, let's go. And Great. they went. Guess what? She's going to drive in the police car today. Yep. Screw you, mate. Perfect. I wonder how much they actually did get a day mm. for the, or do get a day for the mm. filming. It must be tax-free too. I don't know. You're in a world. I'm Sorry. Not, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a renter. I'm, all, I'm I already like, like look, calculating. I, I yeah. own that pig over there. That's what I own. Okay. Um, how can I rent my house out is what two, two neighbours. That's what I want to figure <laughs> yeah, out. Well, Broadmeadows, we're not far. Yeah. If they can... If we can plant some roots, if they can go out to that goddamn winery, if they're trying to get Misha Barton to drive out to the winery, come to Broadmeadows. Yeah, like I could a- be like Susan's new workplace. <laughs> Susan is career hunting. She is. And like my mum's re- retired early for health reasons and she is an internet celebrity in a very niche area. She is a crochet, video crochet star, right? Mm-hmm. She's got fans. Susan could have this. Susan could be like greenhouse veggie growing tips with Susan YouTube channel. Amazing. And also like the celebrant thing. Yes. I mean, it would work. Like do, do some NC work. It's not maybe. cheap. Get a celebrant. No, I've had mates tell me about No, I've had mates tell me how much it costs. I'm like, oh, you had, had a few brides you were going to line up there. No, no but yeah, you, I was wondering. You do talk for a court story. Two or three or four on a Saturday. Like, yeah. oh. some good coin to be made. Yeah. Yeah. And she could yeah, work on a Saturday, Sunday. Put your feet up during the week. But also, like, often celebrants, they also do, like, funerals and they do – and oh, Susan's yeah. done a funeral yeah, she's too. she's done, yeah, she's yeah. got those up her sleeve. And they do, like, MC. Like, they do, mm. like, other speaking yeah. things. She could print it, present at the accounting conference at Lasseter's. Yeah. Gosh, someone's got to make that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and so the Varga Murphys are bickering about putting an offer down. And you know why they don't, they're having second thoughts about going to live in Werribee apart from – the sewage treatment plant smells. Um, the the I forgot their names. The 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 rig the Rigwell brothers, gangs mate. Gangs. Cara ha- did some work for a developer or a builder and yeah. wouldn't cut corners or did cut corners, but not the way they wanted. I I, I think she wouldn't. She's got she too much respect. Yeah, she's got moral compass. She wouldn't cut corners and she wouldn't do dodgy dealings. And so now the. The brothers are after them. Mm. And so the Dexter was like, I'm going to sleep with my cricket bat. I'm like, okay, Aww. great. <laughs> also, Erinsborough's not far enough if it's a gang. <laughs> but anyway. Just cross state lines, guys. Let's get this tri-state operation happening. <laughs> it's such a pity that we don't want him back. No, it is. Yeah. yeah. He's no good. All right. So then the big the culmination of this house move is Tony wheels his bed out onto the cul-de-sac. Ah, uh, yep piles the heavy bags and boxes onto the mattress and some fitballs that he didn't deflate. No. Mm. 
Remember when her husband moved out across the street to <laughs> live with another woman? Brad and Lauren swapped houses. Ew. No, no, went to each other's house. Brad basically packed up a box. Yeah. Went across the road to the neighbor's house. And Therese just had to sort of wave at the end of the driveway. Now it's the same thing yeah. except reverse. So. <sighs> They're wheeling to bed. I'm with now. Yeah. Down with this ship. And look, to be honest, diversity is fine. We're, uh, there's people on the council that are pro-toad rage. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are like, um, let, yeah, this is my new normal. This is where we are. Yeah. This is, sure. Okay. Yep. No I'm worries. On board. Thank you for bringing neighbors yeah, these back. These are my new parents, mum and dad. Let's go. But don't you imagine probably part of the fun of the people putting them together is part of the fun of breaking them up? Oh, yeah. Yes. Vaya was saying last week. She's like, "No, I'm not going to trust you. I know that no. you're doing this just to make me it. cry in Fed Square. I'm not going to try any. I'm not going to believe anything. I'm not going to believe. Maybe JJ's backstory is he's been pen pals with Carl." <laughs> <laughs> It's from some yeah. greenhouse forum. I don't know why I'm back there, but uh, the greenhouse is where I've been going to this week and th- he wants to meet his pen pal. Like maybe it's nothing to do with fatherhood. Maybe he was like a prison pen pal with Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm here in the street where it all happened, where that person did crime podcasts. Yes. Crime, Yashvi did crime tours of the street. Yes. Did Yashvi become a cop? Is that in yeah. my head? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, nice. we, we were sort of figuring out why – um, what do you need to become a cop? And Kate was like, well, you know, you just have to not have a criminal record. And then we're like, even then, Aaron's Rob Police is willing to turn a blind eye. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Detmack had, didn't he? He was committing crimes whilst on the force. Yeah. Oh, there's a job ad going for building manager at Lasseter's because stuff keeps – there's two extras. Okay, extras of the week. I think this is going to be a new segment for me because last week we had the guy that choked, the woman that choked and the bystander, her mm-hmm. companion that had no reaction. She was choking and her, her dinner companion was just like like gasped what's, and that's it. What's that um health condition, psychosomatic, where you like you're like you <laughs> pretend something's wrong with you all the time? Oh, uh, munchies. Yeah. yeah, like maybe, maybe that woman just had that and the, the date's sitting there like, oh, no, not again. Not again. He, he's, well, he's the one. He's like, I've actually got a migraine. Yeah. No one's paying any attention to me. <laughs> but um, extras of the week. My God, I need to find out a better name for that. But. It was like Mario and Luigi. There was a really tall man, a very tall man and a very short man who looked like an old Italian uncle Mm -hmm. and they were in white. They were painters. They were in white coveralls and they looked like they were right out of the Three Stooges. Like they they were carrying a ladder, I think, and then they walked in and there were crash sound effects. They were knocking stuff over and Wendy's in a tease about it and I was like, let's get the web series going for those two. Uh, Ah, yeah. Painters. The odd couple. A great spot for like a uh, celebrity UK cameo, I reckon. Yeah, that's where our exchange, their holiday exchange there can come are, in. Their Ant and Deck coming yes. in. Yes. Yeah. You get Jane and Mike, we get Ant and Deck. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's how um, Remy is her name, Dr. Mum, finds out that there's a job going at Lasseter's. Yeah. And Kate sent me the real, the real hotel where they film those pool scenes is also looking for a building manager. Oh, so, so it really is falling apart. It really is. <laughs> So, and there's going to be competition for this role. Why? Uh, Wendy. Wendy's going to be a building manager. That's her name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I've just spent, see, this is the mental labour and numbers. I've just spent a year following the real actors on Instagram (laughs) and I now can't remember any other character names. And I've had to be like 
unceremoniously unfollowing the ones that aren't on the show anymore. Not because I'm not appreciative of them, mm. but I need to keep straight the content from the current crop. Yeah. So I've had to like slowly and steadily unfollow, yeah. have the unfollowing of the previous lot. Cut Someone. them in, cut them out. They are Except tough, the ones. tough one. Except for the ones whose DMs I wouldn't mind being back in. But anyway, <laughs> cut that out. Um, <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> Wendy, do you think she wants to run last Yeah, time? so Wendy's been looking for a career. She's been going to Sue's and she's been saying, like, you're an inspiration, yeah. Sue's. You were a principal. You worked at a newspaper. Now you're a celebrant. And Susan's like, and now I can watch Bold and the Beautiful at 4 o'clock on a weekday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really put out because it used to be on at 4.30, but my name is yeah. on at 4.27. Um, but so she's looking for a career path and, and she's and she's been annoyed because she's running the bar mm. and she's not being paid for it, but she's also doing the build amount. And I'm like, I'm just like, welcome to the workplace, Wendy. We're all yeah. doing seven people's jobs now. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they're going to compete for this role. And Wendy's going to be put out because Handy Woman – I mean, she's obviously got experience at this. I hope, I'm just worried for them because I just – they're having spats mm. and Kara looks very young and that ponytail, half ponytail, tradeswoman hairstyle. And I, I just – I want to see them flirty and coupley. I don't want to see them fighting over blocks of land that they can't afford. Yeah. I mean, they should – like Carl, mm. Dr. Mum should have – been able to put some money aside. Yeah, but she should have five blocks of land and yes. they could choose one. I mean, maybe handy. I don't know. I don't yeah. know this fantasy life I have in my head of what doctors, doctors can afford. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but anyway, hopefully we will soon. Maybe like after they've been here for a bit, they could like want to have another baby. Oh, and... no, I can't be bothered with that. No? Okay. <laughs> get young. CJ and I each have only children and yes. I want more people to get on that trend. The Rodwells did with Sadie, didn't yeah. they? Never yeah. had to ruin but we that. don't know. They could, they could have like, you know, one that's at soccer camp. <laughs> yeah, <we don't> <laughs> um, so we don't really have it. Oh, late last week we did um, gratitude. Oh. but this week I think we should offer up a way to fix, fix what needs to be fixed around the street. Like by the building manager or no, in stories, by, like emotionally. Okay, cool. All right. Do you, do you have no? Something? No. <laughs> oh, all right. It's all up to us then. Like how we uh, well, how how are we going to break up Toadie into rage? Because putting ornaments around the house has not done it. Well, I I think that the old ornament method is a tricky one. Um, but I think that now she's definitely bred a whole lot of Toadie's not okay with it because he keeps thinking about Mel. He keeps mm. hearing that laugh. And thank you for buying me thinking time because I've just thought of what they need to do. Excellent, Hugo, little brother needs to be roped in here. Yep. Well, maybe she can just forge. She can just write a letter on his behalf. She needs to write a prison letter to Mum, Andrea, in prison. Get her involved. Tell her Auntie D needs to visit. D needs to turn up on the doorstep. Get involved. Love it. Could you imagine? Love it. Teresa's like imagine if D had never come back and then did now. <laughs> How would Teresa? Whoa. Oh. She's like I'm out. I need a drink. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past them doing that one. I mean, mm. you kind of think like the obvious one at the minute right now is Paul, but to bring mm. in a curveball, bring in Crazy D. Actually, D's quite quite grounded in Byron Bay, living a good life. So I think Paul is going to – there's been um, signals of the retirement village thing. I think he's going to – sorry, experience. Um, I think Paul will do something to make it happen. But also it can't be a retirement experience on a soap. 
Because half of the street is ready to move in there. But also like, like, okay, but nobody wants to. That's not a story. No. That, that, you but, know. but also. Like ma- the- high school. That's where it's at. Okay, you're going to fix it for me, CJ. What is that development going to be? What do we need? We don't need a restaurant because we don't need a hospitality okay. venue because we've already got three places where people can drink mm-hmm. on the show. Okay, so it's not going to be a high school because the high school still exists. Susan's just not there. Yeah. Um, although when Jane dies. <laughs> no. It's intimate. Yep. Um, <laughs> Jane Harris High. Jane Harris High. Oh. No. Maybe it can be a private school. Yeah. Memorial High. Yeah. She's dead. <laughs> or it could be, um, It. I think we've got to go to youths. You know, when they have like the backpackers. Because we need to get the big, what did he call it? What did BB want? He want he wants um, hot, hot cock. <laughs> Being so explicit with your verbiage this evening. But BD energy, BD energy. BD energy. Yeah. We need it on that. How are we going to get it? Accountants. <laughs> Carl, he should have hooked up with some of those accountants. No, no, no. I've got it. Financial planning. Chambers here. It's football eve eve. What did Erinsborough have for mm. a while that brought in the big DE? The dingoes. Oh, the local footy club. Yeah, Aaron's mm. Dingoes. Yeah, okay. Although I mean, they can't train on a busy main road. Although I'm pretty sure that they had some small D energy because they were doing steroids. Oh, okay, right, right, yeah. right. Okay, well, now I'm out. No, but when they had the dingoes, they had a gym. Yes, yes, gym. yes. Didn't you do yoga there? Yeah, with Lynn and Janelle yeah. and Susan. So you don't need good characters, you just need hot guys in the background doing weights. Yeah, yeah. that'll keep us yeah. all fed. Yeah. yeah, but We need that as a scaffolding. <laughs> but also gyms have stories because people yeah. don't wear much clothes there. And, and equipment falls off. And also the, we had a gym, it was a shed. It was oh, not big enough. Right. It wasn't big enough for things to happen in. No, but it gave Aaron a job. <laughs> Yeah, workshop it. We're not, we know, we're not employed by the show. No. It's not our job. It's their, take what we've offered here. Yeah, stop giving us mental load. It's an offering. Where do we? It's here for you. Yeah, keep it up with the pigs though. Yeah, we love it. Love the pigs. That's it, uh, Chambo. People should go and listen to you. You're about to record your live final grand yeah, final wrap up. What do you yeah. call it? A wrap up? It's a kind of post grand final show. Uh, Morris House at 4pm in the Melbourne CBD. Oh, actually, this might actually go up in time. Tickets can be at trybooking.com, just typing in time. But also for the majority of our audience, uh, they live in another country, but they can listen to Junk Time AFL podcast. Junk Time AFL podcast, yes. And hear that. Get um, it in your ears, mate. And We've got BDE. <laughs> CJ, CJ the Hot Mess Mum yeah. and runs Neighbours Pod Instagram. Yeah. I'm Vase, Neighbours Council on Facebook and find Kate on Twitter, we're still calling it, is Remude. Yes. And thank you. Are we getting um, people joining the council left, right and centre at the moment? So thank you. We are. And Follow um, the rules. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, follow the rules yeah. and answer the questions. We're not like other groups. No. We're not like other groups, I've got to say. So just yeah. don't expect us to be like some of those other groups. No, we're not like other groups. Lawless and societies. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, but, you know, keep up the chats. Thanks, gang. Speak soon. Bye. <laughs>